Welcome to the new season of SAFT podcast. It seems like yesterday we completed season 4 and today we are here starting season 5. And Jacob, you look really great. And uh, I can see that it's been quite a few months and I guess we have been, uh, we have changed a bit. But uh, jokes aside, um, you look good as always. Um, But then we're really glad to be back. And I'm sure that our audience was waiting to hear back from the SAFT duo. And today we are back again uh, with uh, continuing our series on natural theology. So let's just see what what's there in store for us today. Uh, but before that, you know, we are really excited because uh, this year on June 1st, we are completing four years of SAFT. It seems like yesterday when we just started at uh, our university. But uh, we are glad to be here and we really praise God how far he has brought us. So Jacob, how are you doing? And uh, how's everything going on at your end? Yeah, man. Uh, ex- again, just again, it's just so amazing to come back and do the podcast. It's been, I think we did the last one in December. I think the last one that we both worked together yeah. was sometime in October. Then we had three guest episodes. So that's, it's actually been a while, the, the while since the both of us came on for the fact podcast. And uh, and yeah, you too look great. I know, you know, you said all of that uh, just to hear okay. that back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and like you said time has flown by so fast um the four years or even the last months that we were off the podcast air um there's a lot of things working behind behind the scene a lot of projects in pipeline uh, a lot of a lot of our audience may be wondering where is Areopagus 2023 um, was 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 that happening along um so i know some of you are expecting the Ariapex project to be back. Yes, we want to bring that back. But again, we have diversified a lot in the work that we're doing. Um, you can check out blog.saftapologetics.com, our brand new blog. And we are pulling together content from different platforms. We have begun our response video. We'll drop a link to that in the description. And we're working on an ebook, which is very next exciting project for us, uh, bringing together five uh, speaking team members, uh, five team members at Saft and, uh, and another guest friend of ours um it's it's sort of like an international work spread across three different countries these the writing team members they're from and um then we are working on a pamphlet we released our first ever pamphlet and then we want to work on a couple more and network with different churches and ministries in india to start off with to make these pamphlets on apologetics out there for everyone to use that as a tool for evangelism so there's a lot of things happening behind the scene and we need all the more resources, especially human resources, to help us take this further. We are on the lookout for uh, some more help with video editing and a graphic designing. So if you are a person who has an interest, passion, and a heart to join us and help us in video editing or on the graphic designing end, do email us at ankit at saftapologetics.com. Again, the link is in the description. And with that, I think it would be uh, just a good point to recap what we've been doing in the series. As as Peach mentioned, we have been looking at the natural theology series, looking at arguments for God's existence. And we did the Kalam cosmological argument, which was arguing for a cause yeah. behind the beating of the universe. And then we delved into, you know, what is the nature of that cause? You know, is that just some sort of 
power or some force of physics out there and two of our guest episodes just before we concluded season 4 was addressing and delving more into it asher john and ashish john from the carpenter's desk were on uh, on sat podcast and we dive uh, a bit into it and now we will be um, looking to explore something further we have done the kalam cosmological argument it's time to move on to the next one yeah. and pick um, up the series so before uh, we move ahead i really hope that our audience do remember what the kalam cosmological argument was because we had repeated it again and again and again so by now you all should have by heart it right but still for a recap jacob what is the kalam cosmological argument yeah so the kalam cosmological argument says everything that begins to exist has a cause the universe began to exist therefore right. the universe yeah. has a cause so pretty simple to learn yes and that's that's so, what it is so uh, now we'll be moving on to another argument which uh, we'll be focusing on and uh, this is known as the moral argument so let's just not have any uh, further delays and uh, straight off dive into it so jacob help us to know what is this moral argument yeah so the moral argument focus on now as you hear the term moral and argument you may get an idea about okay is this an argument that is trying to make sense or use our understanding of morality our understanding of good and bad our understanding of right and wrong and you would be right to think that yes the moral argument looks to present the case that our understanding of the moral realm our understanding of the moral order that we find ourselves to inhabit uh, inhabit points towards mm. a moral lawgiver and the argument is to basically put forward that it points towards the fact that god is where we end up with when we explore the whole framework of our morality and the one of the strengths of the moral argument is that um it's been said that it is quite effective at a college going group and i think the reason is that because when you're in colleges you are driven by a lot of activism um you're spurred by maybe your your concepts of social justice you want to right. reduce the mm. societal structures and institutions you are deeply angered by social evil again a lot of activist activism mentality and, and, that, and that's a great thing to a lot of extent you you are mood within your heart you have a fire in your in your bosom to actually change the society that you are in for the better and so the moral argument is quite effective in that college going group that age bracket that yeah. i and piyush mm-hmm. we all, we both find ourselves in in that in that age bracket we are driven by our understanding that this world is broken that this world is in shatters and there's a lot of evil and unwanted stuff going on mm-hmm. around us and we want to change it right we realize that this is not how the world should be and we're driven by an understanding of how the world ought to be and so the moral argument taps into that and says okay well you say that the world has world ought to be this way and it ought to be this way for everyone why is that the case where are you grounding it what is your foundation for it and why should your understanding of how the world ought to be superseding or superior to someone else contradicting mm. understanding of how the world ought to be if there are two 
contradictory positions on how the world ought to be what comes out on top and all of this would play into our understanding of how we develop the moral argument and how we present the moral argument but then again that's a whole lot of thing to explore yeah. over the couple yeah, of I episodes mean, that are it's very true like up. as you mentioned that is that this argument is very important for us especially uh, i mean those who are college going i mean i know right mm. now i'm graduating but still uh, i know what you meant because i have had such encounters with people at my college um but then since we're talking on these grounds mm. uh, i think our audience should check out the saft encounters those were some of the first videos we ha- we had uh, in the beginning so over there we spoke we had interviews with some students and uh, what they think about morality so we'll put the link in the description so you can go and check those out as well now talking about moral argument there are uh, some names which uh, you know which really pop up in our heads like uh, thomas aquinas then uh, william sorley and david bagot so jacob can you tell us uh, tell us that how prominent are these names in the history of moral argument right so and that would be a good segue to understanding uh, where the moral argument comes from and where it is right now in this state of christian apologetics hmm. and the academic world of christian apologetics so thomas aquinas is a name that is quite familiar to us especially on the podcast we had look at uh, aquinas cosmological argument when i think when we were when we were rebutting yeah. um crash course we we were talking about thomas aquinas and they were mentioning about thomas aquinas arguments and we referred to it uh, looked into it and in in other terms also if you are completely unfamiliar to the videos that you've done before and if this is the first time you're watching saft podcast or listening to saft podcast you might be familiar to to the name thomas aquinas um, a very prominent christian theologian and uh, the the other name that you mentioned right williams williams solely that is maybe sort of like an elusive name that you an archaic name that you're hearing for the first time but then again david bagger also would be a name that you would be hearing for the first time So Thomas Aquinas connection to the moral argument comes in that Aquinas presented five arguments his most famous five arguments for the existence of god and these include things like you know um, things are in motion and so there must be some something that is not in motion that set everything in motion that sort of a that sort of a set of arguments and one of the argument we recall it is the fourth argument in his five argument list points towards the fact that there is actually a gradation there is actually a degree or a spectrum of things that you can put things on so it would mean that there are things that are good there are things that are uh, noble and there would be things that are more good or more noble than the things that you pointed out earlier and thomas aquinas aquinas point was that as you go on this grade the scale the spectrum you would find things that are more good you would find things that are more noble and so on and so forth and so eventually you would reach that point or that thing which is you know the best thing and the most noblest thing that there is and so this is sort of where you would find a root of the moral argument that right? it is pointing towards mm. the best thing out there the good the greatest mm. good thing out there the most noblest thing out there and thomas aquinas point was to then say that this best most noblest greatest good thing of sort out there is god so that is sort of like a, a very brief overview of the moral argument um 
again i won't put that as the most accurate representation of thomas aquinas work because his work is quite complex and a lot to deal with and grasp with but this sort of gives you a gist of where thomas aquinas understanding and his contribution to this, towards the moral argument comes when we ask the question of mm. what is the history of the moral argument then another name that you mentioned is uh, william sorley so he was a professor of philosophy at cambridge university and in his in his one of set of his lectures he presented and sort of developed or put forth for the first time if i may say so the moral argument that we are quite familiar with and what he does is that he says that god is what gives a grounding for a rational view of the natural and moral order that we find in reality so there is a natural order out there that talks about nature and laws of physics and force of nature and so on and so forth and then there is a moral order out there and his proposition was that his statement that he put forward was that the position that he presented and defended in that lecture series was that it is in god or it is when we come to hold the belief of an exist a god that exists that we have a unified understanding a rationally unified understanding of holding together a natural and moral order and it is it is in god it is in our understanding of god that we hold together this unified understanding of okay. a natural and moral order so william sorley's work is sort of seen as sort of like the breakthrough work in developing and presenting a moral argument then comes the name the third name that you mentioned uh, david bucket he is uh, now a professor at houston baptist university and he is considered as the world's leading expert on the moral argument and david bucket's moral argument takes a form of an abductive reasoning and sort of like an inference mm. to the best explanation so he lists out his argument and says that god is the best explanation of our understanding or our, of the moral framework that we come to hold and that is sort of that sort of gives you like i think sort of like an overview of the history of the moral argument you start off with thomas aquinas his fourth argument in his five argument series of saying there is a gradation a spectrum you move from good to more good to the best out there and therefore god is that best and so you're looking at you know when you say good more good noble more noble you're speaking on a moral hmm. um on a moral plane on a on a moral within a moral paradigm that was thomas aquinas work then william sole um his work pointed towards that in god you find the best the most rational unified explanation and understanding of the natural right. order and the moral order and then david bucket was leading expert on the moral argument and if you want to know more about the moral argument in depth there are books out there but a quick resource that you can check out is moralapologetics.com and david bucket does uh, his mailbox and mailbox answer series in handling questions from the audience and listeners and his sort of work is seen as the pioneering uh, front of at the at the cutting edge of development in the moral argument um section within yeah. uh, within the philosophical work okay. so uh, i so, mean we yeah, can put those links in the description so our audience who might be interested they can go and uh, take a look at it um okay so as you mentioned that all three of these personalities they had different things to bring to the table related to the moral argument so as we look forward to this uh talking about this moral argument what type of moral argument are we going to look at right 
So, as I mentioned, David Bagot's moral argument uh, looks at an inference mm. to the best explanation and abductive way of yeah. um, doing it. And the the moral argument structure that we are looking at is, and I think we can also sort of give you a bird's eye and introduce you to David Bagot's presentation once we finish the deductive form of it. Uh, hey, maybe God willing, maybe we can even have David Bagot himself come and yeah. um, come on the podcast and explain on on his presentation. So the one that we are looking at is, is a deductive form. Now, those who are familiar with the field of philosophy and apologetics, or if you have been listening to our natural theology series, you would you would immediately say, aha, deductive, you know, hmm. where, have I, where have I come across that? Um, so the deductive way of an argumentation is where you have statements or as we call them premises and then you come to a conclusion and you reach that conclusion if the logic connecting statements or the premises are valid and if the premises or the statements are true. So two conditions, if you satisfy both those conditions, then you come inevitably to the conclusion. So it is sort of like an airtight argumentation style. So we are looking at the deductive okay. style of the moral argument, which you would be familiar with mm. from the works of Dr. William Lane Craig. And so the structure of this deductive form of moral argument is that if God does not exist, then objective moral values and duties do not exist. The second statement is objective moral values and duties do exist. And therefore we come to the conclusion, therefore God exists. To say it again, if God does not exist, then objective moral values and duties do not exist. Statement number two, objective moral values and duties do exist. And therefore we come to the conclusion, therefore God exists. So now what we have to see is, is the logic connecting these both uh, statements true, the first and the second one. And then, is it true that if God does not exist, then objective moral values and duties do not exist? And is it also true that objective moral values and duties do exist? But then I think that's something yeah, for us to look at right. in the upcoming uh, episodes. Thank you, Jacob, for uh, helping us understand what we'll be looking at in this uh, season as we focus on moral argument. And uh, yeah, like last time, by the second or third episode, all our audience and us, we were well versed with what the Kalam cosmological argument is. So we'll keep repeating what uh, the moral argument is. And I'm sure that by the third episode, I hope all of us will know. I mean, if someone asks you, you'll be able to say what we are looking at. And uh, thank you for tuning in today. So this is what we'll be focusing on in this season. And uh, there's a lot which has been happening with us, as Jacob mentioned in the start of this podcast. So if you want to... Uh, know more about it if you want to check them out you can uh, go ahead and uh, check out the updates on our uh, website and then uh, we are pretty active on social media so you can dm us to know more and uh, you can follow us so that you stay updated and uh, yeah so that's it from our side from this episode and uh, we really hope to see you soon in the next one till then stay safe take care and uh, have a great week Thanks for tuning into SAF Podcast, where faith and reason unite to equip seekers like you. 
If any of today's conversation struck a chord, share the knowledge to help others on their journey. Join our community on Facebook, X, Instagram and YouTube. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Your feedback fuels our journey. Dive deeper with our free ebook at ebook.saftapologetics.com. For more about our team and our passion, visit saftapologetics.com. Saft equips believers to defend their faith anytime, anywhere.